Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Uh, this uh, month, starting in December, uh, December 1st through December 24th, uh, we're going to be doing Bible Slash Christmas. Uh, it's both start with CH, and so it seemed to make sense. Uh, and so um, what we're going to do is just meditations on uh, Christmas, on the Advent, on the incarnation of Christ. And the meditations will be from all over the place, all different, uh, from various scriptures. Uh, but our goal is to help you think about and worship Christ uh, as he reveals himself in the Word of God. And uh, sometimes we know that Christmas can be filled with all sorts of distractions. Uh, there can be pressure to have the perfect Christmas. Uh, there's questions about Christmas music, when you put up your Christmas lights, uh, all Christmas traditions, uh, trees, and all sorts of things, all of which are great, and we, we, don't, we don't have any problem with any of that. But uh, we do want to have this as a time when we focus on Christ. And so uh, the goal for Bible slash Christmas is to focus our eyes and our hearts on Jesus and to worship him the way that we ought to uh, during this incarnational season. And so uh, each of these is uh, going to be just that, a meditation on the incarnation and what it means for us. And the one I want to start with, uh, just by myself, there's no one to chat with today, uh, just by myself is from John 3. And now everyone, I think, uh, knows John 3.16. And it's really a beautiful verse, and it does relate to Christmas. John says, for God so loved, or Christ says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, what you see in John 3.16 is the promise of the giving of the Son. God sent his Son into the world. Um, Jesus was a willing participant in this, but God made the choice. God the Father made the plan to send his Son into the world. And the purpose of his sending his Son into the world is stated clearly. It says, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And so there's this promise of faith. And the reality is, if you believe in the Son, you will not perish. Now, why, why would anyone perish, uh, and why, how, what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, uh, the answer, very simply, is that each of us deserves to perish, not only in this life, that our bodies would die, but that we should be part of what the Bible calls the second death, that we should go to hell forever, each of us, because of our sins. And Christmas can be a time when we don't want to think about things like that. We don't want to think negatively. But the Bible actually calls us to think both positively about Christ and negatively about ourselves and our sin almost all over the place. And the beauty of Christmas, uh, if you're watching or listening to this, is that you are still alive. Now, why would I say that? Well, because uh, the promise of the giving of the Son into the world for you is that you can trust Him and not perish, but have eternal life. In fact, the very next verse in John 3, 17, it says, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. So this is amazing. Jesus hasn't come to judge you, uh, but He has come, He says instead, but that the world might be saved through Him. And so, God didn't send the Son into the world to judge the world, not yet. He will come a second time to judge the world in righteousness. But in his first advent, in his incarnation, he was sent into the world to save the world. Jesus was born so that you and I could be saved. In fact, that's really the central theme of Christmas. God wants us to think about and meditate on the reality that his son has come into the world as the savior of the world. Uh, that is the purpose of the incarnation of Christ, to deal with the sin problem that the world ha that has been caused by man in the world. And so Jesus has come to help us to do that. And the way that he does that, the way that God deals with our sin is actually in just the two verses before that. In fact, if you just listen to John 3 verses 14 and 15, Jesus says this, he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. 
Now, again, you have the same language as John 3.16. Whoever believes in him will have eternal life. But how? Well, it's by the lifting up of the Son. One of the things that we hear sometimes, and we should hear more, is that Jesus was born, but he was born with the singular purpose to die. In fact, here he is at the beginning of his ministry talking to Nicodemus, and he says, the purpose of my coming into the world is that I would be lifted up. Now, that language is very explicit. When Jesus says lifted up, he's talking about being lifted up on a cross, being crucified. And what he says is the purpose of him being lifted up is so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. What do we have to believe in order to have eternal life? To get away from the second death, so to speak, to keep, be kept from perishing. We have to believe. But we have to believe that he was lifted up, not simply for uh, the purpose of God's glory, which is true, but also he was lifted up for our sin. Our sin was on him at that time. In fact, he compares himself with the serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness by Moses. If you remember that story, the people of Israel had been disobedient and God had sent judgment upon them. And the judgment came in the form of snakes that were biting them or poisonous snakes and the people were dying. And God has Moses make a bronze serpent and put it on a staff and he lifts that up and he says, whoever looks on that one, whoever looks to the serpent will be saved from the poison of the snake. Now, this is really a beautiful picture. And this is exactly what Jesus is saying. All of us have sinned, right? All of us have been bitten by the snake of sin. And what he calls us to do is to look up. Not to look at ourselves, not to try to fix the problems that we see in our lives through our own methods or through our own efforts, but to look up, to look away from ourselves and to look at the one who was lifted up on our behalf. That's Jesus. And he says, when he is lifted up, he will draw all men to himself, which is a fascinating statement. And what he's saying there is that when he is made known, when he is exalted in his death on the cross, when he is lifted up and made known, he draws people to himself. Now, why is that? Well, because he is the one who deals with our sin problem. One of the things that I think we forget sometimes during the Christmas holidays is that life is really hard. And sometimes we can even try to put it on good face with Christmas and try to smile and try to push through and try to participate in all the traditions. And yet we find ourselves still surrounded by sin in the world. There are struggles. Uh, there's pain. There's weakness. Uh, there's sorrow. There's relational stress and complexity. Maybe there's financial hardship and difficulty. All those things come into our lives. And those are real things. And there really is pain. And all of those things are even actually small small compared to the pain of our own sin and our failures to glorify God in the way that we ought. And what we rightfully deserve, of course, as we've said, is hell. And so there's pain outside and there's pain on the inside. But the answer is to look away from all those things and to look at the one who has dealt with all of that sin once and for all. And that is the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, who God sent into the world, not to judge us for all of those things, but to save us. This is the message of Christmas, and I hope your hearts are encouraged uh, through this month as we consider this over and over again. Maybe even now, as you think about uh, all that's coming in the month of December and all the complexities and all of the responsibilities that you probably have, uh, regardless of your stage in life, and all of the potentials for pain that are probably there, uh, maybe in all of those things, you need to remind yourself once again uh, that what you rightfully deserve is hell and that God has sent his son into the world to be your savior, that Jesus really did die on the cross for your sins, that all of your sins, past, present, and future, were lifted off of you and placed on him when he was lifted up.
and that he paid the price for your sins by dying on a cross and by taking the weight of your hell off of you and onto himself. This is why Jesus came into the world. This is why he was born. This is why he took on a body to be our savior. And so remind yourself of that this Christmas season. Remind yourself of what it is that God has done for you in Christ. And our prayer is that each day you'd be reminded again and again about what God has done for us in Christ and gloriously how that reminds us of who he is and points us to worship him throughout this month. Well, I hope this is helpful for you. If you have questions on this or any other topic, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.